0: you see the size of the pieces of cake people were were getting cut last night?
1: I did not eat any cake. You didn't have any I did. cake? I refrained from cake. You know, I like cake yeah. to some degree, but I get caked out because <laughs> first communion cakes, wedding cakes, birthday cakes, sure. anniversary cakes, sure. retirement party cakes. and uh,
0: It's hard to be so popular.
1: Well, no. <laughs> it's hard to not uh, gain weight hi everybody welcome to the 23 podcast michael Puppis here with father herb and we are saying good morning because we're recording this very early in the morning
0: early on a tuesday uh this is my first cup of coffee today i saved it for you
1: Uh, for you're talking to me or you are talking to the the world out there
0: i'm looking at you
1: okay well good here's i've got a cup of coffee it's my second cheers 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 to to podcast and coffee Podcast number, 23 podcast number
0: 152. 106. 106. So uh, anyway, back to the cake for a second. Last night we had a wonderful celebration of um, Marla's retirement here at the parish. And I was just laughing because most of the pieces of cake were, were very responsibly cut. But there was one piece that was very large and it sat there most of
1: the night. Well, people and, did not cut their own cake. The, there were wonderful servers who oh, they were did cutting cake. Yes.
0: Yes. Um, but I kept looking at that big piece of cake, going, "Don't touch it." It's it
1: was beckoning you. I Mom, didn't touch I it, Michael. I resisted, Michael, Michael.
0: But I did find a smaller piece of cake because I feel like that's what Marla would have wanted me to do. So I did it out <laughs> of obligation of
1: our friendship. I I had a cookie instead. There, I, I don't refrain from sweets. I just refrain from, uh, from cake. cake.
0: I was able to use some of that the leverage when I got home yesterday from work uh, to get my children to behave. I was threatening them with not getting cake at Marla's party. So anytime that I can threaten my children with something, it works well. Are you well. A,
1: th- a threatener?
0: Not in a violent way, just in a lack of cake-eating way.
1: Cake-eating way. <laughs> 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 anyway, it was it was wonderful, and uh, the the hall was full. We had a very short program, but I stood up on the stage, and I suddenly looked out and realized there were, uh, all the tables were filled and people were standing against the wall. Yeah,
0: it was really nice. I was thinking yesterday— um, You know, I know we're talking about the Holy Spirit today in honor of Pentecost. But I was thinking about if it weren't for Marla, really, you and I never would have met. because She she
1: was the connection. Somebody asked at one of the tables. I was sitting there afterwards, and they said uh, they wanted to know a little more of the story. And as I was trying to start the new parish, and I was still in Mansfield, and I was looking for somebody who could play music. Hello. I tried uh, one or two people that I knew from my days in Bowling Green, and they were not available, nor could they refer me to anybody. They
0: said, that Weber, we worked with him before, we're not doing that again. No way,
1: Jose. (laughs) However, Marla said, and this was so funny, she sent me an email and she said, I don't even know his name. I heard him play piano once at a youth mass at St. Pat's or wherever. And she said, I think I could get his email address for you if you're interested. And I said, I'm interested. She sent it to me, and that was the beginning.
0: I think the word you used was desperate, not interested.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I was not desperate yet.
0: But talking about you know talking about the role of the Holy Spirit, as I look back over um, the Holy Spirit's influence in my life, I really believe that that was one of those moments because, again, just a, a hair of the backstory of that moment, I had been called by the youth minister at St. Pat's, Katie, a good friend of mine. She was here last night as well. She's a parishioner, and... Um, the day of a mass and said oh the piano player for mass tonight backed out can you come and play and I was in high school at the time and I said sure of course I'll be there and it was that one mass that Marla happened to be at because it was like a closing mass for the CCD school year Uh, and I came and I played and I left never thinking anything of it and 2 years later
1: had I not been at that one place that's how broadway stars are discovered they're in one little scene in one little community theater and somebody happens to be in the audience really no
0: oh i, <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> it's not that simple I, I, I didn't think it was that simple but um so i'm thankful to marla and it, you know it's been good 14 years it's it's um it's funny it's it's kind of emotional seeing kind of the first of our core group our original core group Moving on to the next. Do we
1: still have that photo of the four of us standing in the field? Yeah. Before, after the property was bought, but before anything was built, before there was a a parish life center, before excavators had come, the four of us came out here and somebody took a picture of us standing in the field. Yeah. I don't. We were out standing in our field. I don't even know who took the picture. Do you? I don't remember that, but there were all four of us, Tina, Marla, yourself, and and me. Must have been the Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah. And the, the Holy Spirit takes good pictures. Have you seen any sunrises or sunsets recently?
0: <laughs> that's true. Uh, as I was walking in this morning, there were two birds. It looked like a mama bird and a baby bird. I'm, ju- I'm doing that based on size. I could be wrong. Uh, but they were right up on the back tower of the church singing their hearts out towards the, the sun.
1: And I thought, that's a pretty good way to start that, a day. That's a great way. So that's what you're doing, too. Okay, let's sing our hearts out to the Holy Spirit. All right. Let's back up a little bit. Last week we had the Ascension of the Lord, which is wonderful. And the 50th day after Easter is Pentecost. Pentecost existed before Jesus. So Pentecost is not just a Christian word. Mm-hmm. Because even in the Acts of the Apostles, it's, it starts off when the time for Pentecost was fulfilled. For the Jews who were in Jerusalem, uh, it was the 50th day after P- uh, Passover. Passover.
0: So what was the significance of it, though, in the in the Jewish faith prior to what we know it as?
1: You know, if I were teaching a class of theology in high school and I said, that's really a significant question. And if you do some research and write a report, you get extra credit. <laughs>
0: so I need to do some research and write a report? Yeah. What's my extra
1: credit? I'll let you be on next week. Okay. it's <laughs> kind of you. But uh, I, let's read from the Acts of the Apostles because okay. this is the account of Pentecost. And then we'll read from the gospel later on. But just like last week, I said the real account is in Acts of the Apostles for the Ascension. And the gospel is uh, more supportive. Sure. Do you want to take it on? This has a lot of fun. Why don't you do the first part? I get to do the second part because I love all these, these names. All
0: right. You always take the fun part. But well, that's fine.
1: But, but you <laughs> know, I don't get to read it in church because it's read by a lector. That's true. So this is my opportunity.
0: And just for for point of view, clarification, we are in Acts chapter 2 now. So we're following, not maybe immediately, but we're following the ascension account chronologically now in the book of Acts. Yes,
1: we had been reading from Acts of the Apostles all through the Easter season, and we got—we did get farther into the Acts of the Apostles. Now we're jumping back to the first two chapters. This is chapter 2, verses 1 to 11. And here's Michael.
0: When the time for Pentecost was fulfilled, they were all in one place together. And suddenly there came from the sky a noise like a driving wind, and it filled the entire house in which they were. Then there appeared to them tongues as of fire, which parted and came to rest on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak in different tongues, as the Spirit enabled
1: them to proclaim. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven staying in Jerusalem. At this sound they gathered in a large crowd, but they were confused because each one heard them speaking in his own language. They were astounded, and in amazement they asked, Are not all these people who are speaking Galileans? Then how does each of us hear them in his native language? We are Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, inhabitants of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the districts of Libya near Cyrene, as well as travelers from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, yet we hear them speaking in his own tongue of the mighty acts of God. We well, hear them speaking in our own tongues of the mighty acts of God. Isn't well, that cool? Well done. Thank you. Uh, I always wanted. I always wanted to read that. <laughs>
0: You're going to see this weekend Father just pushed the lector away from the ambo and the second paragraph comes <laughs> uh, up. Let me, please, please. I, I got but, this. But
1: but you your last line before before the break. It says, "All were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in different tongues as the Spirit enabled them to proclaim." Mm-hmm. Uh the this is like a reverse of the tower of Babel. If you ever read the first part of Genesis, Mm -hmm. you know, after the great flood, the people said, we're going to make sure we're never flooded out again. We will build a tower to heaven. Yeah. And they started building the tower of Babel. There's some famous paintings on that, but then it says, God sent them different languages and they became divisive and they were not able to work together. And that was the end of the project. So. They needed a project manager. They needed a project manager who was multilingual. Speaking of Genesis,
0: did you see the uh, post that we had for social media yesterday? It was a a would you rather question, so I'm going to ask it to you real quick. Would you rather, and these are both based on stories from Genesis, would you rather name all of the animals in the Garden of Eden or Or find all of the animals to come on the ark? (laughs) If you had to pick one.
1: I would just put an ad out and say if you, <laughs> if, if you can't swim, uh, the ark will be open from 8 a.m. to 10. Come on, join us.
0: I was just laughing at that because every you know every like painting or piece of art that depicts the story of Noah, has all the animals just
1: gently coming towards the ark. Like yeah, two by two.
0: Like he rang a bell and they just came. Yeah, two just two of two of each. Two by two. Anyway, okay. I sorry. Boy, I But you you
1: know, you really are getting us off.
0: We're talking about Tower of Babel. I know, but we were in Genesis and it made me think of that. Genesis is a long book. Keep going. Okay, so back to the project back manager. To the thing.
1: So no, but so the project manager failed to get them to communicate and the world became divisive. Mm-hmm. In this symbolic way of saying, they have all these languages, but they can hear in in their own tongue. Mm. It's as if to say the world is being reunited. Mm. This is the undoing of the tragedy of sin of Genesis, mm. and you know, obviously, the Genesis passage is not to be taken literally. It's it's figurative and it's uh, teaching a truth of divisiveness and sure. the, and the ramifications of sin. But here it's this—it's the same type of thing of saying the power of the Holy Spirit is to unite. And that's been my meditation so far this year about the Holy Spirit activates people, it energizes people, gives them courage. The, those two images yeah. uh, that you read, one is a wind and one is a fire. Wind and fire, those are powerful, powerful images. And powerful forces.
0: Yes. I mean, we can we've seen the devastation and destruction from
1: both. Did did you see the pictures I I just put in the bulletin last night after you were gone home? <laughs> I, was gonna,
0: I was gonna say I no I haven't okay because... the uh
1: this week at, at mass after mass we're having a collection for the Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Cincinnati going through our own Catholic Charities mm-hmm. uh, to help them in their work with the people of Dayton and uh, Salina mm-hmm. uh, rebuild after the tornadoes. Well, I asked my nephew who lives in the Dayton area to get me some pictures. So he went out Sunday afternoon and started taking photos. And he's a pretty good photographer. So I published a whole page of pictures in the in the bulletin. And th- that will be this coming week, June 9th. Cool. And I look at these and I thought, they're just the houses you can't. Now, some you could see they could re- be rebuilt. Sure. But many of them, they're gone. And the one that hit me most was where the whole side of the house collapsed Right on top of a beautiful new car, ah, that's unfortunate. It was very, very. It hurt me. I mean, it's like <laughs> it really. It was like right in, uh, like a, a a kick, kick into the stomach. As we're talking about uh, wind and
0: fire, I think about some of the images of fire, especially with like wildfires and
1: things like that, as I was just well, I remember last summer, all those fires last fall out in California. Yeah. And
0: I was thinking of, um, I just wrapped up watching with our kids, the, our planet series on Netflix and it's a, a nature documentary and uh, really beautiful images of plants and animals from around the world. But they were talking about, um, wildfires. And what I, what I noticed was obviously when this kind of stuff happens, it is it completely changes the landscape that it um affects, so you cannot be unchanged by its presence. however, in the case of wildfires, the forests need fire sometimes to be able to produce new life after the fire has
1: ended to to some degree to some degree yes, a a and, normal traditional wildfire before the last few years last few years. The wildfires are so much more extensive and doing so much more damage partly because of the dry conditions but also partly because people are, have been invading into the forest area to live sure so all these homes are being lost as well
0: sure but the image that was in my mind of of this particularly in relation to pentecost was because of fire yeah it changes something and then new life comes as a result of it and that is exactly what
1: happened on pentecost yes it it, it's a change, and that's a powerful image of the Holy Spirit. Probably um, not as passive as the image of the the dove. Hmm. You know, we have the image of the dove in Scripture as well. Image of the Holy Spirit,
0: which is probably one that many people think of. In fact, that's probably the one that's on the bulletin cover this weekend. It, it is, but there's some fire around it. Yeah, it may be a little wind. I'll blow on. I'll, we'll <laughs> blow on people as they come into church. As you,
1: oh, it sound like Darth Vader. Oh, <laughs>
0: I can see the Google reviews now. They were breathing on me when I came into
1: their church. I'm never going back again. Speaking of breathing on the, the, we have the image of wind in Acts of the Apostles. Yeah, the gospel also has breath. So let's jump to the gospel reading,
0: John chapter 20. Now there are there's a couple of options this week. So let's uh, let people know what we're doing. We are doing John chapter 20 for the gospel this weekend.
1: Now this should sound very familiar because we read it six weeks ago. We read the the long form, the Sunday after Easter. This is the short form. Jesus, it's the evening of the first week. In other words, Easter Sunday. That day. That day. And Jesus appears to the apostles in the locked room. That's when Thomas was not there. And says he breathed on them, received the Holy Spirit. So we're using the same section. I think it's good to make the connection again between Pentecost and Easter. Yeah. You know, we divide up the year too much sometimes. Sure. So uh, why don't you read it since you're sitting there just drinking coffee anyway. Just sitting here,
0: waiting for 23 minutes to go by. On the evening of that first day of the week when the doors were locked, where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. Now, I know a lot of people will say, well, when is the truly the first time they receive the Holy Spirit? You know, you
1: ask that question, but I don't think a lot of people do. Oh, lots of people do. Lots of people they that you associate these, with, people I associate with, don't worry about those that. Those scholars that you hang All around with. All those people want to pinpoint one particular time the Holy Spirit came upon them. And you asked me the question in podcast number 87. That's not I'm, true. That's not true. But you did ask me at one point, when did the Holy Spirit come upon them? Was it... When Jesus appeared right after Easter, or was that Pentecost? And the answer is yes.
0: Well, and I, I love bringing it up every time. Because? It's so important to our, our belief in how we celebrate the sacraments in the Catholic Church. You know, people will say, well, when you, when you receive confirmation, you receive the Holy Spirit. Well, that's not true because you receive it when you were baptized. And so it's not just, well, this happened in the Gospels and doesn't relate to us now. It's that the Holy Spirit
1: is an ongoing force in our lives constantly. Yes, it, it the Holy Spirit continues, but let's let me go back to the image that I wanted here. When I said, let's read this because of the image of breath. So instead of the strong wind yes. that we have at Pentecost in the Acts of the Apostles, here it's the breath and the wonderful image of breath. Uh, have you ever had to give uh, artificial respiration to someone? Just the, to the, the
0: du- just to the dummy in the practice class. in the practice.
1: So. Yeah. Who are you referring to? The dummy? <laughs> I think you were there. <laughs> <laughs> the actual but dummy. The 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 yeah. The, the one on the floor. Yeah. Okay. So, breathing in, and I've always thought that's one of the most beautiful things you can do is give my breath into somebody else's lung and help fill their lungs so that they can they start breathing again. That's great. It is. It's a beautiful I, image. I hope they
0: brush their teeth first. That's all I'm saying. So. <laughs> sorry don't save me brush your teeth and then come back uh
1: you know what if i'm ever on the beach if i get (laughs) caught up in a a, a undertow and then the the waves blow me throw me up onto the beach and you just happen to be walking by yeah do artificial respiration Uh, don't ask 10 questions i'll carry
0: listerine with me at all times
1: (laughs) okay but isn't that so he breathes on them and it, it is a wonderful image it's that whole image of Life. The Holy Spirit is about life. You know who died? Jesus died on the cross, came to life. But in many ways, the apostles were dead. They were, uh, they were inactive. They were petrified. They were hiding behind a locked door. They were afraid of everything. Mm-hmm. And so, He breathed the Holy Spirit on them, and not only breathed the Holy Spirit, said, "Receive the Holy Spirit, breathe the, the the breath," but Receive the Holy Spirit, and He also said, "Peace be with you." Peace is a sign of the Holy Spirit.
0: Well, you're talking. You're talking about in your homily last weekend about you know in the mission field that when we are called to take the word out, um, you know, there's a lot of divisiveness uh, and evil conflict in the world, Uh, and this is such uh, a beautiful image of peace that you know I think we have to recognize more and more that God is present through the spirit constantly in our lives, but we need to be more attuned to it and, and see the direction that the spirit is calling us to not only more attuned,
1: but avail, I use the word avail. We have to avail ourselves to the Holy spirit. In other words, like say, Lord work in me, God work through me. Yeah. In other words, we cannot be obtuse and just stand like a, a plank of wood uh, we have to just open ourselves up and just say, Lord, come on in. In some way, I remember
0: reading a book, I forget what it was called, but it, it was very centered on the whole idea that the Holy Spirit dwells within us, that we are, we are, the, we are God's temple yeah. you know, for the presence of the Holy Spirit. So uh, it's that whole realization that the Holy Spirit already dwells within us through the grace of the sacraments, but we have to harness that energy and that potential so that we can do good in the world.
1: There are many titles given to the Holy Spirit. One of which is um, the Weber. No, the no. <laughs> the one word that's given to the Holy Spirit that I really love is the animator. Oh yeah, anima, in Latin, the spirit. But the animator, and think of an animation, mm-hmm. whether it's a Disney cartoon or pix, pix, Pixar, Pixar, Pixar. Pixar. Yeah. You know, they take, you know, the, the dishes talk, uh, the car talks, uh, the toys have life and that's exactly what the holy spirit does he animates us and he gives us not just human life but the life of god itself himself you know there it's the spirit of god so we hope that you animate yourselves no we don't allow yourself to be animated
0: oh i was just trying to say animate yourself to church this weekend i was trying to use it as a (laughs) verb
1: nice try michael
0: it was a i was trying to wrap it up with a little a little bow
1: Anyway, come to
0: church this weekend.
1: We'll see you Sunday. Take Take care. care.